everyone. You're listening to How's the Climate, your Richmond Hill-based podcast focused on bringing climate awareness and education to Richmond Hill residents. I'm Emiko, and today I'm here with Lucy and Romina from our Making Waves team. This is a special Q&A episode where we will be answering your questions. These questions have been compiled from our Instagram page, so make sure to follow us there at making underscore waves rh. You can also ask us any questions and get in touch by sending us an email to makingwavesrh at gmail.com or on LinkedIn at makingwavesrh. So to get started, uh, let's talk a little bit about why we decided to do this special Q&A episode. So up until this point, you might have noticed that we've mostly been doing interviews with climate leaders in Richmond Hill, and that's because we've really strived to be the connectors with this podcast. There's such great work happening in Richmond Hill, um, and we wanted to find a way to showcase it and bring it to the public. But now that we've actually got to speak with these amazing people and groups, we think we have enough education now to kind of share our own feelings and thoughts and be the ones having these conversations as well. It doesn't matter how experienced you are and how knowledgeable you are in the area of climate change, but it's still important that you use your voice in your community and follow local national news to feel more confident and gain more awareness and then spread that awareness however you can. Yeah, so without further ado, this is a little bit of our some questions that you have for us and also getting to know us a little bit and our journey up until this point. So maybe we could start with a little introduction. Romina, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I'm Romina. I'm a fish and wildlife technician grad and continuing my studies in environmental management. My passion is exploring issues in our global commercial fisheries, which also contribute to climate change on a very large scale. Uh, hi, I'm Lucy. I'm currently a senior at St. Augustine Catholic High School Markham. And I have an interest in the STEM field and I hope to continue my research in all these new and exciting sciences and technologies in my post-secondary education. And I'm Emiko, I'm in grade 12 and I love being outdoors and I'm very passionate about community building um, and I'm gonna be pursuing STEM in my post-secondary education. So some of you who have been following our journey for a little bit might know that we are past participants in Youth Challenge International's Innovate My Future program, um, which actually we started off entering it as individuals. So we each signed up individually and then we just, as luck would have it, (laughs) were paired together uh, and we formed this team and then later came up with our podcast. So maybe we could talk a bit about why we actually joined the Innovate My Future program in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So Uh, YCI's IMF program was an opportunity to get in touch with people who had the same visions and goals. Um, I think change is more impactful when we work together collectively rather than individuals. Um, The program helped me connect with my amazing teammates and together we came up with a project that was so satisfying and is sustainable in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, To add on to that personally, I came across this like five months into quarantine and quarantine itself made it really hard for me to find purpose, especially when each day felt very uh, indistinguishable from the next. Finding this program gave me a chance to put my productive energy into something that can actually have a tangible impact and change. That's such a great point, Lucy, because I think that actually quarantine had a really 
huge impact on me also when I when it came to joining this program. I've always loved the environment um, and I had a couple of really powerful teachers when I was younger that opened my eyes to climate change and sort of got me passionate at an early age. But I have felt that I've always sort of been talking the talk and not really walking the walk, so to say. Um, and I guess during quarantine, we there was suddenly so much time um, that, that we were given for those of us who were staying at home. And yeah, with that time, I decided to search out a way to actually make some tangible change when it comes to the environment. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Because if we didn't have that time, if you didn't have that time, Amico, our team wouldn't have come together, which is what just worked out perfectly. There's silver linings to everything, I guess. Yes. And this is probably a good time, actually, to give a quick shout out to Olivia Karp and Matthew Wong, who are the, who were the two other members um, of our team when we were originally. Shout out to them. Yeah, big shout out to them. You did a lot of work. We wouldn't be here without them. So this podcast has obviously been a really big part of all of our lives for the last, I guess, last couple of months that it's been out. But even before that, we really been planning this since the end of August. One of the questions we received from the listeners at home is since starting the podcast, how have you made changes in your personal lives? Yeah, so after starting this podcast um, with you guys, um, our team, I felt more responsible for us all um, and our project and community rather than just my personal life. And this podcast helped me connect with numerous people and organizations, which was such a blessing. Um, It really expanded my perspective on an individual's role in their own community. And I just feel really blessed to have worked with you guys because I really just had a great time. I feel like we did really have an impact on our community and just feeling responsible for each other was a big change for my personal life and feeling responsible for our podcast. Mm-hmm. I think creating a community was a really big part of this. I mean, I think that was the whole goal YCI had set out from the beginning. I think I I think about this a little more pessimistically, which is and it's kind of easy to do in these times. I think though that this podcast really gave me a chance to be a little more optimistic and see the good that there is in this world. I used to go on Twitter a lot only to find that like the biggest news story of the day or whatever was trending was some kind of avoidable tragedy or another point in this whole cycle of hate that we kind of started centuries ago probably. But now that I have this, it's kind of acts as a foil to all the bad that there is in the world. And it gave me a new perspective on how I should conduct myself and also gives me a lot of much needed hope. It's so great, both of your responses, Uh, especially Romina, when you talk about the responsibility that we have, it's almost like we're parents. Um, Like Mm -hmm. it it does feel like this podcast is a, a bit of like our baby and we have to really look after it and for me, as far as the environmental, from the environmental viewpoint or stance, having these interviews with these guests has had such a profound impact on me as far as 
the actions I'm taking to try to contribute to a more sustainable world. I've become a lot more involved in community events. I've been trying to um, go to different calls when it comes to like climate change, climate action communities, uh, like Neighbors for the Planet and Drawdown. Um, and I'm trying to also stay more educated and reading up on environmental policies and politics. And next year, because I'm going to be living alone as I go to university, um, and I'm going to have a bit more control over what I'm eating, I'm planning to actually become a vegetarian, because I know that's one of the big tips that comes up a lot um, in these podcast interviews. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I feel like um, taking those steps, like making those calls, um, educating ourselves is just so important, because at, at some point, there's just so much you can do. So I admire you a lot for just taking all those steps. That's great. I think step number one is kind of changing yourself first before you plan on taking on the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's such a great point, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so hard, right? It feels really overwhelming to get involved with this humongous issue when you feel a bit out of your depth. Um, so definitely making taking the first few steps to make yourself feel more confident in this space um when it and that means whether that means you know listening to these podcast episodes or educating yourself um they're so key and they can do a lot of good mm -hmm. exactly and then doing those um and taking those steps inspires others to do the same so it really starts with the in individual and yourself and that way you can inspire others as well, which is very important. And if you're looking for that sort of mentorship, um, like although it does it does start with you ultimately, and that's a good good first place to start. Sometimes it's nice to be part of a community as you're making those steps. Um, so we've worked with some really great communities in Richmond Hill, like Neighbors of the Planet, uh, Drawdown. We've also worked with Blue Dot Richmond Hill. Uh, these are really great organizations that you should definitely consider joining if you're starting to take these first few steps um, and wanting to become a bit more involved in the community. Our next question from the listeners at home um, is just about what are the future plans for How's the Climate? So as a group, as a team, and also as um, the podcast, we do have a couple of exciting plans in the future. Um, the first thing that we're trying to do is apply for grants um, because it is not it is not free to run a podcast and we've been really lucky to have been supported by the Innovate My Future grant um, in the past but we're looking to uh, make sure we're still able to continue this project from the financial standpoint um, to keep it sustainable I guess and keep our project going as long as as long as we can keep it. And as a part of our future plans, we also are expanding our members um, because there is a lot going on in people's personal lives. Sometimes it's hard to balance a podcast and uh, we could use all the help that we can get. And we're actually accepting applications for new members that wanna be a part of our team. Um, and have the same vision and perspective as us. If you're um, a person who's 
passionate about climate change and being involved in your community, uh, we're accepting applications right now. Um, and yeah, Lucy? <laughs> um, as we said, this whole podcast and our job is to be the connectors for you guys and connecting them to uh, you guys to these groups and individuals. So in the coming months, we are hoping to branch out our network even further to reach a larger audience and also to bring that audience over to new people that we haven't been able to speak to yet. Yeah, so look forward to that. <laughs> great, yeah, and to expand on that, um, so we're mostly based in Richmond Hill and our target audience is Richmond Hill. So a lot of our, um, a lot of our interviewees um, are people that are involved in Richmond Hill, live in Richmond Hill, or their organizations are based in Richmond Hill. We're also looking to expand beyond that um, and expand to other cities and then even more after that, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it's a global problem. So that having that really strong Richmond Hill community is so great, um, but it's nice to also have that you know, community be a, a little bit larger. And if I could actually go back to what you were talking about, Romina, um, this opening in our, on our Making Wave team, our Making Waves team, where we're looking for new members to join us is such an incredible opportunity. Um, I would highly recommend that you, if you're listening, if you know youth um, in your circle who you think might be interested in this, it's such a great opportunity to get to work um, in a team environment and also like Romina was talking about at the beginning, it's there's a lot of responsibility that goes into running a podcast um, and we're all youth, we're running it by ourselves. So it's such a powerful experience um, and gives you a lot of great technical skills too, as far as making a podcast and what goes into uh, editing and promoting and marketing that. So. I'd highly recommend you apply for that opportunity. And we're, we're really excited to uh, welcome some new members. So we're really looking for people to join us. Uh, I have one more thing to add to that as well. So I just wanna kind of talk about the roles that we do have available or like what you can be expecting. It's just um, with the podcast, of course we need some advertising. So if you have any um, experience with social media, we'd love to have you on that. Uh, as well as outreach, since we did talk about expanding our network and expanding outwards to new cities. And where you're hearing right now, we do need a co-host to kind of maybe bounce some ideas off of. So if you're interested in actually being on the podcast, that's something that we do have available. And as well as an audio editor, because right now Emiko is doing all the work and it's really amazing what she's done, but it's a lot of work for one person to do. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Um, and again, these are all like they're all very. Um, you don't need to have prior experience if this is something you're interested in. If those roles are something you're interested in, uh, we're so happy to show you the ropes. So, and there's something else to add to that. Um, I feel like right now this podcast is really powerful. Uh, especially because of the pandemic and everyone's at home and it's just really hard to get involved in your community. So just like Emiko said earlier, I think this is a great opportunity and 
it's a great chance to learn and expand your skills in many different aspects, which is also great. We are approaching the end of our podcast of this particular episode here. So we're going to end this episode like how we end all the other ones. And this is actually a question from the audience. So it works out really well. Um, But our last question here is what actions can an individual take to impact climate change the most? Um, I had to speak on these points on the video. So I guess I'll just kind of reiterate them. Uh, One of the biggest things is just keeping up with like news and politics, since that's really where all the big decisions are being made. So looking out for that and keeping informed is a really good way to kind of stay within the know. Um, Another thing on a more local level, you can always reach out to the organizations that we have brought up before and even our own and thinking about just either learning through them or even joining them since they're great ways to help in the community and help out. So those are some like very simple things that you can do that really can make a huge change. Yep, definitely. And I think it's important to also just be mind of, mindful of your daily actions um, and just your routines. Um, just try not to create too much waste. Be careful what you shop for because at the end of the day, things like our taxes are used uh, for our commercial fisheries, which is my passion. Um, and uh, some parts of our oceans are being destroyed and that is funded from our taxes. So I think that being careful what you buy and being mindful what you buy is also really important. Um, also allow yourself to partake in difficult conversations. Sometimes the more difficult things and the more uncomfortable topics need to be brought up uh, to allow them to be resolved or just to kind of have people talking about those issues because a lot of issues that end up um, kind of being swept under the rug blown up in everyone's faces after a while so it's good to kind of start having these conversations and talking it's one of the first steps towards actually making changes yeah these are all such great um suggestions especially the ones about getting involved in your community um that comes to joining the community groups that are that exist in richmond hill and if you don't live in richmond hill looking for groups that exist in your area because Uh, These groups, first of all, politicians pay so much attention to what lots of people have to say. And when you're part of a group, um, those voices that come together are there's there's a lot of impact there when when a whole group of people is um, trying to make their voice heard. These groups also make you feel less alone when it comes to tackling the climate crisis. And they have a lot of other very specific actions that you can take um, and the group can take together to mitigate the effects of climate change. My favorite suggestion that's come up uh, throughout our past episodes has been to get outside. Um, And it seems like it won't have a huge impact on the environment, but so many of our guests have cited an initial love for the outdoors as the key thing that fueled um, their later passion for the environment. Um, And a lot of the work that's being done, especially in Richmond Hill, comes from people who care so much about the environment because they just love being outside um, and they want to protect 
the earth so much. So I do think it's really powerful to go outside and soak up the outdoors and really immerse yourself in the environment because um, it'll keep you motivated when it comes to making these changes. And it really is, can be very powerful to have something to fight for. Yes, and to add to your point earlier about getting involved in your community, um, I feel like people um, don't realize how strong their voice is. Um, I think it's really important to use your voice, even though you don't think it really has an effect on anything, it does. And getting involved in your community can really expand your voice and then expand the effect you have on your community, which I think is really important as well. I mean, on top of that, I don't think people realize like how much power that the youth have, because I think when we really grip onto something and we really want change, that ends up coming into fruition. There's just kind of like a stubbornness that's innate in youth, I think. Yeah, that's no, absolutely. And that concludes today's episode. We will see you next time here on How's the Climate. This podcast is brought to you by Making Waves, a Canadian youth team based in the GTA, focused on bringing climate education to Richmond Hill. We are past participants in Youth Challenge International's Innovate My Future program and are supported by Evergreen Canada and Resilient Richmond Hill. Thanks to Joshua Chang for our music and Matthew Wong for our content. Our team includes me, Romina Mertash, Lucy Mao, Matthew Wong, and Emiko Widjusendera. Catch you next time.